You're listening to Simply the Best Sports Take, the best podcast breaking down the best stuff in sports with host Sean Bingham. His takes are so good, he dropped the mic, but then you wouldn't be able to hear him, and that would suck. Welcome into STB Sports Take, Simply the Best Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bingham. It's been like 11 days since my last podcast. I sincerely apologize. I sound sick. I don't feel sick. I think it's allergies. I don't know what's going on. Um, But yeah, it's been a busy time for me. It's not just because the Utah Jazz lost. I promise it's not just because that. Uh, I actually ended up putting my house up for sale. That took a ton of my time. I could do a whole podcast on that, but it would be boring. Um, Went to Lake Powell for several days, so that took time. So between those two things, I just have been busy. You know, I've just been really busy. But I'm happy to be here. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts, we are there. Hopefully you guys are still listening. I know I had a lot of jazz fans uh, following and watching and listening. Thank you guys. Hope you're still here, even though the jazz are out. Bummer of a season ending for the jazz. There's these rumors now that Donovan Mitchell might want out uh, or that Brian Windhorst is saying he's nervous that Dwayne Wade might think that Donovan Mitchell doesn't want to stay long term. It's like, oh, well, okay. How about you report on I'm nervous that LeBron James wants out of Los Angeles or I'm nervous that, I mean, come on, like that, that's the dumbest hypothetical I've ever heard. So there's no real reports that Donovan Mitchell doesn't want to stay long-term. There's literally no, nothing substantial to that report for those that heard it. So that was kind of stupid of Brian Wintour's, but very dramatic, got him some clicks, got him some views, did, did do that for him. Um, but yeah, Jazz are out, playoffs roll on, Clippers and uh, Suns had a great series, no Kawhi Leonard. The Suns did exactly what we had hoped the Jazz would do, and that is they took care of business with Kawhi Leonard on the bench. They win that series uh, four games to two, and Paul George played pretty well for most of it. Um, you know, the playoff P nickname kind of, you know, isn't as much of a joke, I should say, uh, but people were acting like he's just the man. Oh my gosh, he really is playoff P. He lost the series four games to two. Like, I'm sorry, he's not playoff P. Uh, he did he did redeem himself a little bit against us and then against uh, the, the Suns a little bit. So it's not as much of a joke, but the dude still has never won anything significant. So he's not playoff P. Um, but we're having to watch, as Jazz fans, we're having to watch the Suns, who I actually kind of like the Suns. I do. I like the Suns. They're cool. Um, Arizona is a place I've been thinking about moving, by the way. So I would, I would probably adopt the Suns as like a second team. Uh, if I did move down there, they're fun to watch. So I'm kind of rooting for the Suns. I'm also kind of rooting for the Bucks, though, and I'm going to get into that. But we watched the Suns do what the Jazz could not. And Chris Paul, who is one of the greatest players to ever not win a championship, um, had a phenomenal performance in that closeout game. Has 41 points and whatever assists. And he was like, he had like a 10 to 1 assist to turnover ratio for the series, played out of his mind. And he's clearly the best player. Excuse me. He's clearly the most important player on that team. Devin Booker is the best player, but Chris Paul is right there behind him, and Devin and uh, Chris Paul is the most important player on the team. So I, I'm rooting for the Suns. I think. I think it's one of those things. Have you ever like had two decisions that you were really torn between? I've actually been thinking about this with selling my house because I ended up getting great offers on the house, way better than I thought I would get, and then I was like, wait, do I really want to do this? Like, where am I going to move? Where am I going to live? Is the market going to go down or is it going to go up? If it goes down, then yes, I should sell. If it doesn't go down, why sell? Because then you just have to spend that money to get into the next house. Um, So anyway, 
Um, but have you ever had a decision that was tough trying to make and you decide, you know, what, I'm going to flip a coin. And then when the, when the coin's actually in the air or when you and it lands and you flip it over onto your, your hand and you kind of realize real quickly what you actually wanted it to be. You realize like, oh, I wanted it to be tails and it's heads. And so you realize you make your decision in that moment. I'm kind of like that with some of these games that are not involving the Utah Jazz. I like Giannis. I like the Bucks. Uh, I like I like uh, the Suns. I've historically actually not liked Chris Paul at all, but he's kind of just won me over this year. This season, for whatever reason, this season, Chris Paul and James Harden kind of won me over. It felt like they took, well, with James Harden, he kind of took this like more humble approach to the game. Uh, he came into to Brooklyn deferring to Kevin Durant and even to Kyrie Irving. He was getting a ton of assists, taking a lot fewer shots, playing more efficiently, uh, being okay, being a number two option or even a number three. He just It just felt like he finally was like staying in his lane and being self-aware enough to realize, I'm not going to win a championship as the number one guy. It's not going to happen. So I need Kevin Durant to help me get there. Um, I need Kyrie Irving to help me get there. They didn't get there largely because Harden was hurt. Uh, he was when he came back, he was obviously not his self. And you know the Bucks win that series. This this finals, this NBA championship is going to go down as the battle of the healthiest teams. You know, like or the least healthy teams. Whoever remains the healthiest is going to win the title. Because you just look at the list of players that are hurt, and it's it's wild. I mean, Anthony Davis was a huge factor in the Lakers early exit against the Suns. Uh, you have Jamal Murray. So let's just look at the Suns track, which is what we wish we, the Jazz fought for that. Gosh, dang it. The Jazz fought for that one seed, get it. And if you look back, they probably would have been better off with that two seed because the Suns faced the Lakers without Anthony Davis, second best player on the team, made a huge difference. They faced the, the Nuggets without Jamal Murray, second best player on the team, made a huge difference. Then they faced the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard, best player on the team, made a huge difference. They've they've gone through three teams now to get to the finals without the best player or second best player on the opposing team playing at all. And now they're going to face the most likely the Bucks. And Giannis just went down with an injury. And it looked like it could be serious. They're saying no structural damage to the knee, uh, but that's not something you mess around with. So I would imagine you'll see Giannis sit game six of the Bucks and Hawks tomorrow night. And they're going to hope to close it out without him. The, the Hawks are favored by two, which the Hawks are the most surprising team in the world right now. Trey Young, I'm guessing, is going to play. In fact, let me look at the if there's an injury report updated or not. Yeah, there's no there's no update. So Vegas must be thinking he's going to play. Um, but they won a game without him, and then they lost a game without him. So you got to think the Bucks are going to win this series. They're up three games to two. They're the better team. They should they should win this series. But they can't beat the Suns without Giannis. They have no chance. They have literally zero chance. So if the Suns get Lakers without Anthony Davis, then Nuggets without Jamal Murray, then Clippers without Kawhi Leonard, and then Bucks without Giannis, wow, that could have been the Utah Jazz route. Could have been the Utah Jazz route. Though we kind of proved that it didn't matter that the Clippers didn't have Kawhi because we had two two shots at it and lost both. So really just kind of a bummer uh, all around for the Jazz to, to watch to watch this unfold where there's now two teams. Well, there's still three. The Hawks are still in it. There's three teams, Suns, Bucks, Hawks, none of which have won a title anytime in my lifetime. Suns never have. And 
there's all these injuries. I mean, th- this was the year. This was the year. But we had Conley all banged up. We had Donovan Mitchell banged up. Uh, getting back to the injuries, Joel Embiid all banged up. Um, it just felt like player after player after player uh, was just getting hurt. Luca had his you know time getting hurt and sitting out. Um, Trey Young, we just mentioned, uh, is sitting out a couple games. It's just kind of gone. I, mean, I looked at the list earlier. It was like all these all-stars, and you've just never seen it before. But very interesting. Um, I got to give Trey Young some props. The guy, I had a note here, he scored or assisted on 72 points. So this is a while ago because, again, I haven't done a podcast in a while. But 72 points he scored or assisted on in game one. 72. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Um, and according to Elias Sports, that is the most points scored and assisted on in conference or division finals all time. That's unbelievable. The guy is 22 years old. Um, most points in a conference finals game, by the way, Michael Jordan, 54, Dirk, 50, LeBron, 49, LeBron, 48, Dirk, 48, Trey Young, 48. Youngest player on the list, uh, him and LeBron both did it at age 22. And then the other thing with that same game one performance that was epic, the Hawks steal game one in Milwaukee. The list of players in NBA history to record 45 plus points and 10 plus assists in a conference finals game, uh, Trey Young by himself. So this guy is proving to be the real deal. He's proving to be clutch. He's proving to be right there with Luka in a lot of people's minds. Not mine. I still put Luka pretty far ahead of him, but I'm... Maybe I'm going off reputation and name alone. I don't know because Trey Young's getting it done. He's in the freaking conference finals with two victories, one of which he didn't play for, but um, very, very impressive. Um, okay, so yeah, I'm going to say that the Bucks win that series. If they're healthy, if it's a healthy, we, we've got to have a healthy Giannis. We have to have a healthy Giannis. We do not want to see the freaking Suns play the Bucks without Giannis. We want to see Giannis versus CP3, two of the greatest players of all time to not win championships. And I might come up with a full list because there's obvious like Charles Barkley comes to mind, Stockton and Malone come to mind, uh, Patrick Ewing comes to mind. There's a handful of players where you're like, man, that guy was among the very best to ever do it to not win a a, a title, Allen Iverson. Uh, And I would put Chris Paul very high on that list and I would put Giannis very high on that list. Chris Paul's window is closing. He has got to be so hungry. This is the, his first time even to the finals. And the Suns did a little parade for the conference championship. I didn't love that uh, because the conference championship is, is, is kind of meaningless. You know, I'm a big Washington football team fan. And I do remember them. Um, this is the flip side of that. I do remember them in the uh, NFC championship game against the Detroit Lions. And I'll never forget this. I don't remember, I don't remember the, the player who it was, but I'll never forget what was said. Uh, he's being, you know, the camera's on him sideline before the NFC championship game as he's stretching out and stuff, getting loose. And he says, this is no, no. He's like, this is bigger than the Super Bowl because if we lose today, we don't go. (laughs) And so in a sense, conference championship is more important than the championship because you have to win that one to even get to the Super Bowl or to the NBA finals. Right. But they did that and they celebrated. I think it's, I think it's okay. They haven't been to a final since 1993 when Charles Barkley led them there his MVP year, they lose to Michael Jordan, of course, and arguably Jordan's greatest finals performance ever. He was dropping 50 every night, it felt like. Um, so they're excited. They have a little parade. Feels a little bit, hey, let's act like we've been here before kind of thing. 
But in reality, they're going to go up against the Hawks or the Bucks, who also haven't been there. So there really won't be a big advantage either way with with whoever this comes down between. And that's why it's, it's going to go down to whoever stays healthiest. It really will. If, if Giannis is banged up, the Suns are going to win. If he's not, we're going to have a heck of a series. We're going to have a heck of a series. Suns will have home court advantage. And I just want to see a good, hard-fought finals, a really good series. I'm loving that the Suns and Four guy, who, by the way, I reached out to Suns and Four guy to be on the podcast. Uh, he has not responded yet. I'm sure he's getting lit up with DMs right now. Uh, so as his fame kind of trickles away, maybe we can get him to respond. But if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, hit up Suns on Instagram at sons.in.4, the number four, Suns and four. Look him up. You'll know it's him because he'll have a lot of followers. And maybe comment on his latest photo. You should go on STB Sports Take, something like that. Uh, because I'd love to get his attention and just talk to him, have him on the podcast as a guest to just talk about the massive amount of just fame that he's caught hold of with this whole beating up the Nuggets fan after they dumped beer on his head and took a cheap shot at him. Such a cool story. I'm really proud of the guy. But he's living it up, living his best life. So uh, that also is leading to me wanting the Suns to win. In a sense, it's kind of funny. Uh, but it'll be fun. And again, it's going to come down to Giannis and CP3. Which of these guys has the better chance to win a title? Chris Paul knows how difficult it is to get here. He's gone his entire career having never been to a championship, to a finals. And this is like year 15 for him or something like that, or 16. So he's hungry. He knows, okay, it's taken me this long to get here. I don't have much left in the tank. I've got another two or three years probably Um in his mind, I don't even know if he has that many. He probably has two seasons left to be an elite point guard. Uh, after that, he's gonna. I think you're going to see him taper off dramatically to where he won't even be an all-star. Um, so he knows this is it. Like the, the, the Suns window is now. It's like this year and next year. You could, They're young enough with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. And talk about Jay Crowder being such a tremendous addition. The guy is a fantastic spot-up three-point shooter. He's a good defender. He's tenacious. He's 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 not scared of the moment. He's a guy the Jazz are missing right now. You know, the Jazz need a Jay Crowder type of player on their team. The Suns are benefiting greatly from him. So, But anyway, you've got DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker really just entering their primes right now. Those guys are just barely entering their primes. DeAndre Ayton probably isn't even quite to his prime. That's how young he is. But you've got your two best, your 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 second, or excuse me, your your first best and your third best player just barely entering their primes at a very young age. Your second best player is a seasoned veteran who's still performing at prime type levels. He's slightly on the down sl- slope of his prime. But if your prime kind of comes up for a, you know a few seasons and plateaus for a few seasons and comes down for a few seasons, maybe you've got a nine season window there. Uh, to be at your your peak performance, so to speak. I think Chris Paul is probably on like season eight of those nine, you know, kind of thing, something like that. Um, so we'll see what he can do, um, but he knows this is it. This is, The window is now for the Suns. It's this year and next year, and you're, you're there this year. You're, you're there now. So let's see what they can do. Um, I'm hoping for a good, close, hard-fought series. Cannot give my prediction until I see if Giannis is going to be healthy. Um, I think the Suns will be the favorite regardless Certainly, if Giannis doesn't go, but if Giannis does go, I could see, I could see this going either way, and it'd be fun to watch. So we will see. Um, okay, moving on to some other stuff I had here. Um, the NCAA announced finally that players can make money off of their name and likeness. Uh, duh, this should have been a thing forever ago. How much money would Johnny Manziel have made? How much money would Jimmer Fredette have made? How much money would Zion Williamson have made? Think about how much LeBron James might have gone to college for a year. 
So I think this will actually make college sports significantly better because now it's now they're professionals, honestly. Like if you can do commercials, you can your jersey sales, you get a portion of your jersey sales. Um, they can run camps. Like they can run, they can run a camp. You can run a basketball camp as a college athlete because that's just you selling your name and your likeness to start a business. Um, the only thing they can't do is get directly paid by the school, which we know is happening anyway. Um, but now they don't even have to hide, you know, sponsorships. Now you're not going to have guys getting kicked off the team and coaches getting fired because they got free hot dogs or something stupid like that. You know, like you saw at Ohio State um, or tattoo, they got free tattoos, whatever it was. Hot dogs and tattoos are not the same, but you get the idea. They're both cheap and insignificant. But now they can do it. This is going to make collegiate sports better. It is. It makes them semi-pro now because you're going to see way more guys go to college. It's like, oh, I can go have a college experience. I can develop my game for a year or two, and I'm going to get paid. And guess what? When you're 17, 18 years old, the idea of getting paid like a few hundred grand because you're Zion Williamson-level caliber player in high school you're stoked on that. Zion Williamson, they, you could be with Nike. You could have a shoe deal as a college player now. I don't know how much Nike's going to, I don't know how much stock Nike will put in that. That might be the kind of thing where they're like, look, you got to go pro for us to, to pay you this contract. But you're going to see them snatch guys up right out of high school. And you might even see high school uh, change their ruling to where, yeah, you can make money. You can make money off your, your name and likeness. It's you. I mean, the names I mentioned... Tim Tebow, like think of the college players, football and basketball, both, because uh, that's where that's where the real money is. How much money would these guys have made? You know, and now Reggie Bush wants his Heisman Trophy back, and uh, there's all this talk. I mean, these are guys that could have made so much money in college. Uh, Matt Liner, I saw a tweet out about it. Matt Liner, it's, Matt, he peaked in college, which a lot of people did, but. Um, but that guy was more famous as a football player in college than he ever even dreamt of being in the NFL. He was on SportsCenter every night. USC was as big as anything. Matt Leinart and uh, Reggie Bush, both on the same team. Lendell White. I mean, those guys were the real deal. They could have made so much freaking money. And I was up close and personal with Jim, Jimmer Fredette during his heyday at BYU. That guy was on SportsCenter every night. Jersey sales were through the roof. Everything was Jimmer. It was Jimmer mania to the 10th degree. That guy could have made millions during his playing days at BYU. And he didn't get the chance to. So I think it's really, really good. I would like them, I would like the NCAA to say, you know what, Reggie Bush, we are going to give you your Heisman back. We are going to change this. We are going to, we are going to unvacate some of the victories and things like that. I don't know if they, I don't know if they can or will though, because the, that was the rule at the time. It wasn't, they weren't playing on a, on a level playing field. They were cheating at the time. It might be legal and fair now, but it wasn't then. And so I, I actually, as I said that, maybe would take back that they should unvacate. I don't know if that's the word, but unvacate the victories because at the time that was cheating. That was cheating. Um, we assume everybody was doing it, but they have proof that they were. And so it is what it is. But I do think they should give him his Heisman back because that didn't, him winning that Heisman had nothing to do with whether or not, whether or not he was getting paid. That's an irrelevant thing. Um, it didn't, it wasn't cheating for him. It's like, it's like him getting paid made him run faster or something, you know? Um, now, paying guys does allow you to get better players on your team, which then that is cheating and it does affect the outcome of a game, but it doesn't affect the outcome. It doesn't affect a player's performance for him to get paid or not get paid. So I do think Reggie should get his Heisman back. Um, but I do think you're going to see this become a real job for college athletes. I think, I think you're going to see people go to college as a, as a job now. It's going to be a profession for a year or two, training ground, 
make some money, have a fun college experience, develop your game, make the jump to the NFL or the NBA. Uh, NFL guys, they can't go from high school anyway. Uh, NBA can, uh, kind of. They they need to do a year, but they can go into like the G League now and stuff. But now I think this is I think this is the NCAA saying, you know what, we're not going to lose our revenue and our, you know, basically that we're not going to lose our business to the G League or to other semi-pro football leagues that might pop up because that's what was going to happen. I mean, if I'm if I'm a star, like five star you know, high school athletes getting recruited by Duke and North Carolina and Kentucky and all these schools for basketball. And I know I can't make any money at all, but I can make a decent amount, you know, playing in the G league and then or, or overseas, you know, playing in Australia or Lithuania or wherever, make good money, play against better competition. Look at LaMelo ball. LaMelo ball just said, nah, uh, to the whole college thing. Right. He's just like, nah, I'm good number two pick overall or number three pick, whatever it was, and rookie of the year. And rightfully so. The guy was far and away the best rookie this season. Didn't go to college. Not one day. I don't even know if he finished high school. He just was like, look, I'm a basketball player. I'm a good basketball player. I'm going to go to the NBA. That is my career path. I'm going to focus on that. And you should. You should. College is overrated. And this is coming from a guy, I was on full academic scholarship at BYU. That's not a brag. That's just me saying, I know what college is about. I'm not a dropout. I was an academic scholarship student, not an athlete, unfortunately. I was a scholarship, uh, academic scholarship student, graduated with honors from BYU, magna cum laude. And I think college is overrated. I do. I think you find something you're good at, you find something you love, and you pursue it. You attack it. You go do it. There's so many specialty things now. College to me is more about the experience of you make a ton of friends. You're living on your own. Most people haven't lived on their own before college because they're with their their parents, you know. Um, so you've got all this newfound freedom and fun, and and you just learn life. Um, you do learn how to like work towards something difficult and, and achieve, you know, set deadlines and, and meet them and, uh, and kind of work on your own without being in class seven hours a day like you are in school, in high school. There's a lot more like responsibility that's learned and things like that. But, but the degree itself, the degree itself has been kind of meaningless for a long time. Unless it's like very niche, it doesn't, I just don't see what it really does. Like unless you want to go be a doctor and even then, my opinion is you'd be way better off just going and, and observing doctors in action for a while, you know, and, and not going through these generals. Like how many times do we have to learn that George Washington was the first president and Abraham Lincoln was the 16th and we get it. I learned that in like third grade. I learned it again in like eighth grade. I learned it again in like 11th grade and then I have to do it again in college. Like I got it. I know the order of the presidents. In fact, actually I don't because I forget it every time and I just don't care that much. Like I know who they are and I know the, the main ones and it's fun, but why do we have to do these general eds, right? So there's a lot of things that are messed up about college um, that it, to me, if, if you have a very niche passion, um, college can also be good to help you learn what those passions are. I don't think the general eds they set up help in that way very much at all. I think they should be doing more finance classes, how to like budget your life, you know, like that's not even talked about. Um, there, there's a lot of things that they're missing the boat on, but I think that you're, and, and that's why I don't blame guys like LaMelo Ball or anybody else that skip it. Cause it's like, no, like that's what, what, what is, what is college going to offer me? One of my best friends, the voice of the open and close of the, the podcast here, Casey Clyde. He tried 
he tried college for like a semester and he's like, this is stupid. Like I'm an actor. I want to be an actor. This is what I'm going to do. I'm good at it. I like it. And they don't offer me anything here at this school that helps me achieve that goal. So why am I going to do it? Just because society tells me I'm supposed to. And so he didn't. He bailed after a semester. He's been living in Los Angeles ever since. And I was just the other night on set for a movie he's doing. He's making money. He's doing good. Um, he's made a full career, supported a family for over a decade now uh, on acting because he acted on his passions and his talents and went and pursued uh, you know, his version of college to become a better actor. So I think that's what people should do. I do think this is the NCAA's way of making sure that more players come to college instead of going to these other leagues um, because there's a lot of freaking money that they make in college sports. And maybe it's just me, but I feel like college sports have slowly been dying the last couple of years. Um, not dying, but like, yeah, they're just not as popular. They're not as fun. They're not as cool. And now that now I think this will bring it back. Excuse me. I think you're going to see a lot of star athletes stay in college for even an extra year or so because if you're a, if you're a Johnny Manziel type, or I'm trying to think of you know other examples, Tim Tebow type, where it was kind of obvious with Tim Tebow that his game wasn't going to translate that well to the NFL. Like pe- people knew that he's a competitor, he's fiery, um, pe- but people knew he's not gonna he's not going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. We just knew that. Why would you not just stay in college? Just keep making money. Just keep making money while you figure it out. Because um, all that can happen is your draft stock goes up really because you're already kind of looked at as like eh, this isn't going to pan out so to me it's a good move by the ncaa i think it's a ton of fun i'm excited to see how how it how it affects uh recruiting as well because it is going to affect recruiting i think it'll make i think that the rich are going to get richer because if you're at duke you get more games on tv and you're worth more to sponsors i don't know if they can get agents now or not i'd imagine you're you should be allowed to get an agent i didn't read into that too much i should have but i would imagine you have you're got to be allowed to have an agent because you they got to manage your deals, your sponsorships and things like that. So big cities, can you can you go take over in Los Angeles like USC? Obviously, Duke doesn't, isn't a big city, but it's a very popular school. Uh, BYU is one that's interesting because they've got the honor code that is a deterrent for a lot of players, but they have kind of a nationwide audience because of the, the LDS church uh, that owns the school. So um, there's a lot of things going on there. Um, with with all these different schools and Texas, you know, massive program, you know, Ohio State, uh, Florida, Notre Dame, like there's so many, uh, Kentucky for basketball, North Carolina, the rich should get richer, I think, but you might you might see some of these like regional schools that have a huge local following, you know, do do better keeping hometown people hometown because hey, it's like hey, you know what, like the tire shop here in Wichita is going to pay you 20 grand to promote their stuff. And then this, whatever, you know, I don't know, whatever local sponsors there might be, but it'll be interesting. Okay. I'm rambling a little bit, but hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope you have a fantastic 4th of July. Go have fun. Sorry again that I went like 11 days, but I did do one last week. I did do one this week. I'll never let a week go by without getting a podcast out. My goal is to do two or three every week. Uh, but I've got I've got to prioritize a little bit. But please subscribe. Please stick with me. I'm not going anywhere. Don't you worry. You guys are amazing. If you're on YouTube, uh, comment below as well. Whatever platform you're on, please hit that subscribe button if you have not already. I will see you next time. I am out. Peace. Thanks for hanging with Simply the Best Sports Take. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and check out STB Sports Take. 
Sportsgrid.com. Simply the best in sports. Cause we are warriors.